Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I am. It feels like a long time since we last met. <laughs> Very good. Yep, it can. Time is a funny thing. <laughs> All right. Oh, so uh, my tummy is full of butterflies, but I'm ready. Okay, yes. <laughs> fantastic. Um, so we'll begin as we usually did in the past. Do you have any questions or anything on your mind before we start with one of those animals? No, not really. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I'm just feeling a bit doubtful, so I think if we just jump in and see how we go. <laughs> okay, yep, absolutely. So um, let's go ahead and get nice and centered since there is a little bit of, you know, energy up for you, doubt and stuff. So just relax, take a deep breath. And as you exhale, go ahead and just center yourself. Drop down deeper beyond any doubt. You're just relaxing into yourself. And there's remember, there's absolutely nothing to do except ask questions and then open and listen. We're not fixing, we're not curing, we're not doing anything beyond listening. Okay? All right, so I sent you four animals this morning. These are all clients I've worked with recently, actually. Where do you want to start? Uh, well, I think we'll start with Ginger, although when I looked at it, I panicked a bit because it seems quite a, a lot of stuff going on there. Okay, no worries. So we're going to break it down piece by piece, okay? Okay. So... Um, she is living, so we'll have to go to the universe, which is fine. So she's 33-ish years old, female halflinger, and there's her photo. So let me know when you're connected to the universe. Yes, yeah. Okay. And the information from the owner's notes. She did get beat up pretty bad by some member of her herd. The owner suspected she knew which horse, but she wasn't sure she wanted to hear it first from Ginger. So you and I are going to start, since we haven't actually done this to date, with um, kind of figuring out what her relationship is with each herd member. So you'll go to the universe and we'll start with Kenny, the first one listed there. He happens to be a halflinger, he's a gelding, um, and I didn't provide photos of these. Um, the Actually, the owner didn't provide me with photos of two of the four um, herd members, so I'll do the same. I'll give you the same of what she gave me, because you're going to encounter times where owners are like, well, we didn't plan on you know, asking any yeah. questions about that animal, so I don't have a picture for you. So, yeah. we just want to know what Ginger's relationship with Kenny is. Does she like him, dislike him, whatever comes through from the universe? Okay. Um, I'm getting the feeling that she quite likes him. Yes. Um, she feels quite comfortable with him. It's, it's not, um, not over-the-top affection, but she's comfortable in his presence. Yes, this is accurate. Okay, and the next one is Dolce. She's a female horse. Um, I only have her name for you. Owner didn't give me color. I just based it on the name. She joined the herd about a year ago. 
setting up that they avoid each other as much as they can. Okay, good. So um, I'm kind of seeing them in separate parts of the field or being out. Okay, good. So would you conclude that Ginger seems closer to Kenny than Dolce? Oh, definitely. Okay, and that all, everything you said is accurate, good. So Diamond is a female horse. She's a dapple white color, and she joined the herd just this past fall. Okay. And how does Ginger feel about Diamond, the dapple? Um, I, I think she finds dapple a bit much. In um, what way? I, I, I don't get the feeling that dapple actually does an awful lot to Ginger, but Ginger isn't, um, is, is wary of her. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So Diamond is not very, Ginger is not very close to Diamond, this is true. Diamond has a lot of fear issues um, regarding oh. life itself. <laughs> and, oh. You know, that's part of the, the two just don't really, it's not that they don't click, they, Ginger is totally fine with Diamond, but you're right, there is a, a disconnection between the relationship. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So the fourth horse would be Gabe. He's a male Belgian gelding and he joined the herd four weeks ago. Okay. then was which one of these horses beat Ginger up? Okay. So I can hear it in your voice so I want you to drop down deeper beyond any worries or concerns you have on getting this right or wrong. It doesn't even matter what's right or wrong. We're just listening. Okay. Right? I'm hearing a diamond. Okay I'm gonna have you recheck.
think I think it's the the newer horse that's come in, but I th- I think it has something to do with Diamond. Okay, so it is all the new horse that came in, Gabe. Right. Okay. So, um, what you may be getting on Diamond may also be accurate, uh, but that may come in later, so hold on to that thought. Um, Okay. The owner's next question, after she said, yeah, I suspected it was Gabe, the herd has been having problems in general ever since his arrival, but I've not caught him in the act. Right. She said, what does Ginger, now she knows Ginger's very smart. She said Ginger, the majority of Ginger's life, she's the oldest horse in the herd. She trusts her wisdom very much. She says, what does Ginger feel needs to be done to create peace in the herd? And I'm picking up that she, um, I'm, I'm kind of getting a picture of a barrier being between her and him, or, or the herd and him, um, like a fence or a, um, at, at the very beginning I just felt that the universe was saying she'd just like him completely gone. Yes, and that's exactly what she told me yesterday. Yep. Um, but then I asked the universe again, and, and I, I, it, it's um, he needs separating from them. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Good. Well done. All right. And the last question that I did not write here because I didn't want it to get in your way. Um, the owner said, "I've been observing Gabe mounting all the females in the herd. Um, now he is gelded." He has been with other horses before. Um, she took him as a, you know, to help her friend out who basically didn't want to keep Gabe anymore. So she brought him in. Why she wanted to know from Ginger is Gabe mounting? Is this sexual? Is it something different? What is this? Okay. wasn't having it and that's why she ended up getting beaten up 
Okay, let me ask the universe that one because I'm not sure about that. That wasn't asked by the owner. Uh, universe, please. Uh, truth. Was Ginger refusing to allow him to mount her? Or was this part of the beat up process? I get a yes to that, so you're right. Mm -hmm. Good job. Good job. So you got everything that I was hoping you would get. Well done. Wow. <laughs> well, I definitely panicked when I read it first time round. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, um, it, it, and it's as you said, is that it's just breaking it down and taking one piece at a time. Yeah, it is, and that and that will take time. Um, and sometimes you, when your clients say, okay, I want to know how he feels about this cat and that dog and that, you know, whatever, um, you'll just have to go through it piece by piece and let the owner know where you're at every step along the way. And I usually do that by saying out loud to the animal, okay, how do you feel about this cat? If I just say it silently, the owner doesn't necessarily know which animal I'm talking with and they can sometimes rush you, rush you, try to ask you the next question because they don't realize what you're doing. Um, right, yes. So that's when you say things out loud to keep the owner in pace with you so they know what you're doing and they give you that time to not rush you. Um, right. I don't like being rushed by owners. Um, if that happens, on some occasions it will because they're very excited or whatever. Um, I'll just say, hold on, hold on. Let me get the answer to this one first. How, how long did it take you, Danielle, from when you started till you started like doing it live with them? Uh, I mean, did you get a lot of practice kind of doing it on your own with photos first or did you jump straight in? When I went professional, I jumped straight into doing it by phone. Yes, live by phone. And I'd say right. it was a year and a half before I went professional. Right. Yep. And and that was just my time frame. Everybody else's time frame is going to be so, so unique. You can't compare apples to oranges to whatnot. Um, yeah. And yeah. remember, you're going. What's what you will attract energetically will be things that you can handle. Right. So you don't yeah. have to ever worry. And you're going to get some stuff where you're like, oh, my God, we never did that kind of practice or we never <laughs> we never did a situation like this. It doesn't matter because you're not the one figuring out what's happening. You're just the one who's listening to what is. Yeah. There's a big difference. Right. Okay. Listening yeah. to what is is something you can do by reclining in a chair, asking a question, and hearing the response and then presenting that response to the owner. Where you and I, and I do include myself here because sometimes I have to catch myself here, um, where you and I might get uh, a little anxious is when the owner is wanting a fix or a solve it, you know, solved, something solved. Um, yes. And that's when you got to, if it feels right, tell the owner up front, you know, I'm, my job here is to listen, help you and everybody understand each other's positions, and I'll help you troubleshoot. Letting them know you'll help them troubleshoot is a phrase that lets them know that you're not here to wave a magic wand and poof, make everybody behave. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. But you are here yeah. to support and offer suggestions. Yeah. And that'll take the pressure off yourself, too. The moment you tell the owner that, you remind yourself of your place in this work. Right, yes. Yeah. Okay, well done. And I will tell you here, um, sometimes it's really helpful for you as an animal communicator 
to actually, of your own accord, when the owner doesn't think to ask about it, to go through each animal. If you've got a cat peeing outside the box and there's two other cats in the household, take the time to ask that peeing cat, what's your relationship like with cat A and with cat B? Because the owner may not think that there could possibly be a problem with the other two cats because as far as she's concerned, they seem to get along well. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No, it's a good point. Yeah. All right. Where next? Um, I think we'll just work through. Should we go to Jax? Yes. So Jax is a four-year-old male Shih Tzu. He's owned uh, two years. He is living. So we'll go to the universe here. And the owner's notes, he's had separation anxiety whenever people leave the house. And this has occurred since the death of their golden retriever eight months ago. So, go ahead and connect to the universe. And I want you to find out, just discover from the universe, how intense or light or something in between is this dog's separation anxiety. sense of loss is that mental emotional physical uh, physical and um it, it, well it, it's it, it it's actually all of the things it's mental emotional and it comes out in uh the universe is showing me uh jack's pacing and being really upset looking okay good so to, to, to get to people i don't i don't get it's just having lost the golden retriever um it's not just that Jax is looking for the golden retriever it's that he's wanting reassurance and somebody to be around yeah um to give direction and and just be there to be a companion mm -hmm. this is correct good so we're going to look at this. I'm going to have you break it down. And an owner would not ask you for this, but I'm going to ask this of you just so that we can pick up more details because it's nice always for an ACR to understand what's going on for the animal, what it looks like. So when Jax is in the separation anxiety, the people are gone, he's got the full run of the house, you mentioned he paces. How else does his body behave? Yes. And also barking. Okay, good. What about his heart? Um, I... I... 
see him actually going to the toilet inside as well. Okay. Uh, let me ask the universe. The owners didn't mention that, but that may be accurate. So, universe, please. Uh, does Jax ever eliminate in, when he's gone through the separation anxiety and his people are gone? I get yes. His bladder starts to feel loose, and this can happen. He can dribble. Okay. So, how, what, what's going on with his mind? If you were to follow and track his mind or his thoughts, what is he thinking during the, these moments? Um, I'm picking up he's quite close to panic. Yes. Um... I don't think he's able to think. I think he's just um, very frantic, panicky. Yes. Good. So his thoughts are very, very mixed up, very... Um, it, yeah, they're, they're just a, 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 a mesh. Okay. Okay, good. Yep, this is accurate. I felt this. And follow his emotional body. How does he feel emotionally to you? Of course, emotions are sad, happy, things like that. But dive deep. Okay. He's um, scared. He's quite frightened. Yes. Yes. So... Ask the universe, what is his worst fear when being alone? What is the what is the, the thing he's afraid of most about being alone? Yes, what does that mean? Um, that he really doesn't know how to live when he's on his own. It's, it's like he hasn't. Um, I guess he's, he's, it's a... I don't think he thinks in terms of death, but it's like his world will finish, his world will end. Yes. What he told me is I'm afraid of dying alone. Oh, so it is to do with death. It does uh, have to do with death. This is the only animal in 12 years I have ever discovered is afraid of dying. But there's a reason behind it, okay? So you are right about his world ending, his life coming to an end. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very unusual fear. So ask the universe, why does he have this fear? Um. I think it has got to do 
fact that the his friend, the golden retriever, just disappeared. Okay. Yeah, very um, I don't know whether he saw what happened or not, but I think the feeling I'm getting is that he doesn't know what happened. Okay. It was here one minute and not the next. Okay, very good. So I got that as well, and I asked the owner, what were the circumstances of the golden's death? And what she said was, he died at home, her husband was away at work, and it was her husband's dog, she was with the dog, the golden retriever, in the house the same as Jack's. She did not tell me where Jack's was, I neglected to ask, um, but she said that her dog was, it was a really hard death, a really difficult death for the golden retriever from her observation. There was a lot of panting, a lot of, um, the dog was acting desperate um, to catch breath and all that before it finally passed at home. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah. this is where the dog is, you know, Jax is coming from. To be alone would mean that he would be, perhaps not have anybody helping him through what he felt was a really tough transition for his dog friend. Wow. He's afraid of going through something as terrible as that was for his dog friend. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, so go to the universe and ask what may help Jax with this separation anxiety. human around certainly and the owner asked does he feel like it would help if he got another dog friend yeah I think he'd like another dog friend yes he would he mentioned that numerous times uh, mm-hmm the owner yeah. said in response my husband doesn't want another golden retriever because he, he was very tight with the one that died. And I said, well, there's other dogs out there. She asked what kind of personality would he want. So let's, let's explore that one with the universe.
future, he'd quite like another one of him. Of him, as him the golden, or him himself? Uh, no, another Shih Tzu. Okay, okay. And what about gender, male or female? Uh, I'm hearing female. Okay. But I don't think that's really important to him. Okay. So, what is important to him? Um, what's important to him is to have a, a, another dog that he can have physical contact with and play with and curl up with when they want to... Um, I get the feeling he wants a dog he can be quite close to um, in, in always physically as well as a connection there mentally and um, the same energy for playing. Okay. And does he want the dog to be younger than him or older than him? Okay, so I had a couple differences here. I got, yes, he wants to do the lay down, he wants to be with, he definitely wants that physical connection with the other dog. I got more of a preference for a male and something that was taller than him um, and probably older. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But what is important here, you're right, is mostly the interaction and the way he could be with this other dog. Yeah. Okay. Good. Very yeah. well done. Well done. Now, this owner was very interesting. I could feel through her words, her tone of voice, and her energy. She wanted me. She had such high hopes that a conversation would totally cure this situation. Um, she said, my daughter has used you before. My daughter's a veterinarian. We've got him on, you know, some... Uh, sleeping pills when we have to leave, she says, but that doesn't seem to touch him. I'm like, you're right, it doesn't, because the moment he knows you're leaving, he goes, um, he, he goes into a panic. He, he says, yes, it's like he goes bonkers, like he's a crazy, crazy man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I explained to her what was happening for him in the hopes that she could cultivate compassion. So sometimes when people are, and she was frustrated. When people are frustrated, um, one of the ways you can often help them without telling them, well, you need to cultivate compassion for your animal, what they're going through, is by telling them how they're, how, what it's like for the dog physically, mentally, and emotionally. So right. I present these three areas for you, not because the owner's gonna, again, ask these of you, but it's sometimes helpful for you to have in your knowledge base to say, you know what, the owner's not getting it, Let's present this so maybe she can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. This this one was a tough one. This was a tough one for well for the owner and for for the dog. Uh, I I honestly don't know if having a conversation will um, do much of anything in this particular case. 
Um, I told her at the end, I said, you know, this is really intense. Now I've felt animals before with separation anxiety, but this is, he is so extremely gone <laughs> um, when he goes yeah. through this experience. I said, so um, I'm going to do some energetic work, no extra cost. Just takes me about five, seven minutes um, after we get off the phone call uh, to see if I can help him lighten his load, open some of the locks so that he can start to unravel this stuff for himself. I said, but let me know how things, you know, occur in the next 10 days when I send you a follow-up email. So um, I did just that. I, I did some entity yeah. removal actually afterwards energetically with him. And we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. So, but wow. yeah, I had to let go of, you know what? This is the animal and the person's experience and I do what I can. I presented the information and I did my job. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, that is tough, isn't it? it yep. It's like I'm, you, I, well, it's like I just want happy endings. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're attached to happy endings. I have been there. Sometimes I still go there. And that's when I catch myself and say, you know what, for whatever reason, on some higher level, this experience is just right for all involved. Yeah. Maybe even way more right than any happy ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, where next? Um, well, I think we'll just carry on working down, so okay. who's next? So we've got Hayden. He, he is a 10-year-old male mixed-breed dog. He's a little brown and white guy. He okay. passed away unexpectedly at home. He is a dog that lives over in the UK. His owner found him deceased in the house. The owner um, was very, I mean, he was an older dog, but the owner, his notes say, Hayden passed away suddenly. Although he hadn't eaten the night before, I want to know if he was feeling sick before his death, even though he acted pretty normal. I want to know what happened and did he suffer prior to his death. Okay. So you can actually connect with Hayden directly if you prefer, because he is dead. Yeah. My dog's downstairs a, a bit upset. I'm just going to have a quick look at what's the okay. matter. Okay. What's up, spirit? Me? What? I'll be down in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think um, he can sense thunder in the air. Oh. Uh, he's, he's gone off. So. was in a bit, a, a bit of pain for a very short time. 
Yes. Um, and, and it's in the heart area. It's it's like a tightness across the chest. Yes. Um, No, I'm not really, apart from, like, my, I can feel it in my chest and throat a bit, but, um, I'm not really picking up anything else. Okay, so I also got it was heart-related. There was, yes, indeed, tightness around the heart. Um, ask him, why didn't he eat the night before? feeling off and you're getting a lot more details here so let me just confirm so Hayden please uh, why did not you eat why did you not eat beforehand she, he says I didn't feel like it why not he was indeed tired he says any other reasons he says I just felt a little lightheaded and light in my step I felt unusual odd wanted to go lay down okay did he feel any nausea Okay, um, ask him if he was aware of any sort of illness his body had been may maybe suffering from weeks before, months before his death. Was there okay. something like that in place or not? I get that as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm picking up that he seemed quite normal. Okay. Um, Very good. And the owner's question was, did he suffer?
clean up that he he he, it, he did he was in pain for a short period of time yes would he define that as suffering no not really okay so he was uh, indeed in pain i do hear him say yes i would use the word suffering but it was a short duration of time that's correct Right. Sorry, I misunderstood your question. So, um, I should have asked him. You shouldn't have <laughs> suffering. So yes. So he did. He did suffer for a, a little time. Yes. He he yeah. feels he did. And yeah. when I told the owner that, I said it very gently. Okay. Yeah. I said something to the effect of, you know, he does feel that he did have a short period of suffering. He's telling me it was actually over very quickly. Um, and then he shows me a lot of peace on the other side. So I went from yes, answering the question, because some owners will really get guilty if they hear that their pet suffered and they weren't there to help their pet. Right, yes. So I relayed it, but I downplayed it, and then went to the next piece the animal gave, which was about the peacefulness he felt on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Danielle, I'm just I'm going to um, walk downstairs and be with my my dog because it's a bit upset. So sure. can you help me do the next one. <laughs> there you go. Oh, usually they're fine when I'm upstairs, but it's not settling. So, oh, my baby. Hi, sweetheart. So go ahead and just thank Hayden and disconnect. And let me know when you're ready for the next one. is a 10 year old cat he's living he's an indoor outdoor cat and he's the, the only pet of a single woman so the owner's notes this was about probably three weeks ago now she said that she had to bring him to the emergency animal hospital as he was diagnosed with heart failure at the time she says he did recover but the vet said he has heart disease and the vet wants him to take medication twice a day for it 
Um, the owner is interested in knowing how he's feeling now with his heart disease and pain. And the vet suggests he be an indoor-only cat now, and she wonders how he, how he feels about that. How important is the outdoors to him? How important is it being inside? And is he open to taking his medication twice a day? And she asked the latter question because she did inform me ahead of time. She's had to give him pills in the past, and he's been terrible with it. He did say that during the session, too. Oh, did he? Yep, he did. <laughs> um, yeah, because he's going to feel quite stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what was the other question, Daniel? Um, how important is the outdoors to him? In what way is it important? Does he spend his time out there? Um, 
climbing things and walking through long grass and kind of um, patrolling and keeping an eye on everything that's going on and just I just see him being really content and happy just marching around and investigating everything okay yes and this cat does a lot of investigating he has places to walk he kind of patrols yep yeah good okay so the owner's other question well he has a tendency to come and go whenever he pleases there are sometimes days that i don't see him so is he willing to take his to come to me you know am and pm to take his pills twice a day like listen you know his satisfaction of the great outdoors is so important to him that he would prefer a short life having that grandiose adventure outdoors than he would having a longer frustrated life inside only yeah that's what I was picking up yeah and the owner was like yep that's him oh <laughs> so yeah. she already knew <laughs> no no the way you put it was brilliant <laughs> So, um, she had a couple other questions, like, how does he want me to give me, how does he want me to give him the pills, because he's a bear to pill by hand? Why? And he had told me something similar. Just, you know, make it small, tiny, pulverize it, put it in something yummy. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and then the universe's opinion, because she wanted to know, well, okay, he tends to come in the morning for breakfast, but it's hit or miss whether I see him in the evening until the next day. So if this cat is only getting a pill once a day, is that going to help him? Is 
Yes. Yes. Um, that, that actually will do him more good. Um, so, yes, I mean, a, any little bit could help, but that, I think the main thing is his happiness. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep, this is correct. And none of this was a surprise to the owner. Ask the universe, how would this cat behave if she did have him indoors and he was unhappy? What would he do to let her know? Uh, I see him walking around meowing and scratching, uh, particularly um, at the door. Yes, exactly. And she has seen that because she tried at one point to keep him as an indoor-only cat, and he would not have it. He meowed like an opera singer, and she said he scratched at the door. He was impossible, she says, to live with. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so a lot of the times when we get these things from, you know, the animals, um, the owners already know. But they, you know, you just have to give them that confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. All right. Oh, you did great. You know, I mean, he looks lovely. <laughs> mhm. Mm mhm. He's a he's a very happy cat as long as he he you know gets to live his life the way he wants to live it. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. And, and they are they're also different. Not that I've got cats, but I do know some that seem to be very happy being indoor cats. Oh yes. Oh, yes. And some would be um, really anxious being outdoors or terrified or feel they were, you know, going to get picked off as prey. Uh, and not this boy. He's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good job. All right. Very good. Well, we've got about, let's see, six minutes left. How do you want to spend that time? Do you have any ideas? Um, no, not really. I had a... Um... It's, it's interesting because um, I've come down and the dogs have settled down now. But um, I had, uh, for years, um, Spirits, my black and white one, he's been petrified of thunderstorms and fireworks. Okay. Um, and we, at the weekend, uh, we had forecasts and weather warnings and everything of this coming in. So I did a communication with him. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of basically kind of told him what thunder was and about nature and what I was told as a child and everything else. And then I, we went to bed and um, the thunder started off when I was asleep and he woke me up and he was shaking and kind of clawing me. So initially I thought, oh no, you know, here we go again after our communication. But actually I, I decided to try and pick up where I'd left off with him with the communication mm -hmm. and it was quite interesting because I really felt that he sent me a picture of the dentist okay. and um, I felt him kind of saying to me, well, you know, if you're frightened of going to the dentist and somebody's being nice to you and stroking you or whatever, does it make you feel better? And I felt, I really felt the answer was no, not really because, and it was like he kind of gave me an insight into how upset he is. Okay. Um, I mean, he, he shakes all over, he pants, he's just terrible when there's 
you know, thumbed from whatever. But what was interesting is, is that night when I actually acknowledged him, well, actually, no, it wouldn't make me feel any better. It was like he completely relaxed and laid down and we just watched the bar, the, the, um, the light show. Nice. So, okay, so today, as you've just heard, I had to come down um, and be with him again because he was trying to get at me. My daughter's here, but he didn't want to be with her. He wants to be with me. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is, um, now I've started communicating and it seemed to help, what would you recommend in helping him? Okay, so since you know what worked before was just totally listening to whatever he had to say, I would do that method with him again. Now, there's a gentleman named Matt Kahn, K-A-H-N, there's lots of YouTube videos he has out there, and he talks about the idea of when you are willing to listen to the story, no matter how many times you've heard it before, or the details that another being has regarding some intense fear or traumatic event that they've experienced, and they want to share it with you, if you're willing to just listen to it all, to every single nuance and detail, what happens is you, the listener, become the energetic space in which that being feels safe to just let it all go. Um, it's oh. like you're listening to the, the animal's story of them being a survivor of all these priorly scary experiences and you're being the space for them to kind of, it's like you're not the dumping ground for their stuff, but you're creating the energetic space for them to dump it to whatever degree they may want to. Right, yes. So, I would recommend that you try more of that. Ask him to tell you everything about what was going on, how he was feeling physically, emotionally, and mentally when he was wanting you. Hear as much as he wants to give you. Right. Yes. Yeah. I would do that. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it was... It was it, quite amazing how um, just me understanding and connecting with him on that level, he suddenly stopped shaking, laid down, and within a quite a short space of time, we went to sleep, even though the thunder was still rolling around. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but as you, as you know from this call, you know, it's upset him again. Um, we haven't actually got thunder, but it's quite hot here, and I, I can feel it's quite thundery in the, the atmosphere, and I mm -hmm. think that's what he's picking up on. Right. So if you imagined you were him for a moment, and you had a being who, every time stuff came up for you, every time you got shaky in your boots or scared, if every single time you had somebody who was willing to listen to it all, without judgment of you or without trying to make you change it or fix it or trying to help you change it or fix it if all they do was listen over time yeah. what do you think that would do for you yeah it, it would help it, it would start it would reduce the effect hopefully to, to nil in the end yeah it very well may and i'm wondering if that's you know the the lesson here for 
spirit and what could be offered regarding this. It's very interesting. I've never actually done with um, students before. Okay, let's look at the physical, the mental, and the emotional angle of this situation to great detail, depth with an animal. And yet we did that in a couple of practices today, and that's going to apply to spirit now. Right. Yeah. Good. Good, good, yeah. good. <laughs> All right. Well, you did really well. Um, that little bit of doubt, you know, that you had, if that shows up again tomorrow, the next day, do what you did at the beginning. Just drop and continue anyway. Don't worry about stuff like that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, because, I mean, you can still do the work. You did it anyway. You proved to me, to yourself, that you can do it and do it accurately. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant, Danielle. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. All right. <laughs> I've got us down for, um, not next week, but the following Thursday, which is June 15th. That would be wonderful. I look forward to it. Okay. You take care, Denise. And you, Danielle. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.